Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. I'm Mark Hamilton, your host, and today we'll be taking a look at our warm Wyoming weather. We'll be also taking a look back on the 4th of July happenings. We'll have our mental health moment with Marcy. And finally, we'll talk about the Arapahoes here in the state of Wyoming. Thanks for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Taking a look at Wyoming weather here on the 12th day of July, we have definitely come into summer. The temperatures the last few days have just been scorching for us here. May not be scorching for a lot of you people, depending where you live. I know down in the Phoenix area, down in the Valley of the Sun, they're getting up into the 110, 115 degrees in a lot of other parts of the country. But for here in Wyoming, we hit 92 yesterday. That's absolutely amazing for us, and it is just hot when you've been used to this cool weather all spring and summer, and just suddenly just to go into it that quick, which is normal for the state of Wyoming, and with that hot wind yesterday, it was sure drying stuff out, but our forecast looked like more of the same. Temperatures are going to stay hot. Didn't see much of a chance of showers, so been really trying to get back in get that water on the garden and on all the trees and everything else. And it gets to be a little tough this time of year, especially with that wind blowing. But again, right now the forecast looks like we are going to stay hot. Very little of no precipitation, but we're in July, so we'll see what happens. And we could have this all the way through till, till this fall, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. We need a little warm weather. I think that a lot of people would like to see that. We need to have these rainstorms kind of shut down. I did see that they're starting to shut down the output out of Boysen right now, which is going to help with the flow through here on the river. It has been just extremely high, still just a little bit of flooding in some spots, but now it's getting to the point where they're going to cut back on it, and I think that's going to be a relief to a lot of people. So we have change in the weather, but again, Hey, we live in Wyoming. We know there's always going to be a change, and we always know that winter's right around the corner. Taking a look at other happenings here in the state of Wyoming, hope everyone had a great 4th of July. It was a definitely a long week for myself and my family. We did have a wedding I mentioned earlier. Our niece got married up at Shell, Wyoming. Just a beautiful wedding, great uh, ceremony, everything went well. Only a little bit of a snafu might have been the weather. The weather came blowing in, blew, blew a lot, a little rain, and uh, but we had, everything was under a tent, and everything went well. So got newlyweds, and, and that's what counts. And then we kind of rested a little bit on the Sunday. The wedding was on a Saturday, but had to prepare to smoke a bunch of meat for our annual get-together down here in the Hot Springs State Park. Started smoking that night about 8 o'clock. Had three different uh, smokers going. Got uh, some chicken, some brisket, pulled pork, and got all that squared away. And the next morning on Monday, we got up early and got everything hauled down to the our spot in the park there that we always go to. And got the one smoker going with some chicken thighs, one of my favorites. Just a great time. A lot of people showed up. It was rather interesting because the entrance to that part of the park was closed due to the high water. 
and the water was actually up into the parking lot. But it was just a beautiful day, and the wind kind of blew a little bit, and it was didn't get hot. Unfortunately, by about 4.30, a storm blew in and took care of the rest of the party. Everybody started to have the scramble as the rain came down and the wind. But we did get everything loaded up, and it was just a great time. Had some leftovers. Always good, good to have leftovers from the parties like that. On the 4th of July, we ended up having to make a return trip or Uber trip up to Billings, Montana to take home the oldest daughter so she could fly home. She had came for the wedding. And we had planned to try to go to the Sound of Freedom and Billings movie that we had talked about and just didn't work out with the way the weather was. And we had our young pup with us. So we went ahead and came back. We ended up then doing some work during the week. And then on Thursday, we ended up going up to the Bighorns. And um, with uh, family has a place up there. Just had a great day. It was just one of those classic days on the mountain. It would be hot, cold. So I spent most of the afternoon with a sweatshirt on. Got a chance to do a little bit of fishing. And then we got hit with a storm and got to come off the mountain. There was a little bit of hail in different areas. But it was just an outstanding weekend. And getting back on schedule now, getting into the new week and looking at the month of July, we have a lot of stuff planned, got to catch up on a lot of stuff, a lot of work to do. But talking about the movie, The Sound of Freedom, so I have not had a chance to go to it. And the only place that we can watch it locally is up in Cody, Wyoming. And that theater has been sold out. It looks like that it will play in the luxury theater which has the great seating that i just enjoy and they do have one of the other theaters they're having movies at uh in the nighttime at and then i see wednesday mission impossible is coming in so that's going to kind of surplant a little bit but they're still having it in the general theater so waiting to see find a matinee time it's hard for us where we're about an hour and a half away hour and 15 minutes away from Thermopolis to Cody to go to those late movies, but hopefully we can go to it over the weekend is our plan of attack. It's kind of amazing since the movie has come out, there's been some attacks on the movie. I saw the connection to QAnon, people saying, I think it was the Rolling Stone. I did see an interview on CNN, and it's amazing. You know, when you're over the target, when you start hearing these type of stories, because we all know that human trafficking is happening, and it is a problem. No matter how many people say it isn't, they're the ones that are, are the problem. And really, if we really look at it seriously, we have this industry, and if we didn't have a problem as a society wanting to consume this type of filth, we wouldn't have the trafficking issue. wouldn't be like it is today. I think we need to make a lot of changes on people that are viewing this pornography, this smut, this filth, that there should be stiffer penalties. We've got to start somewhere to beat this down. And finally today, July 10th was the birth date of the state of Wyoming in 1890. So the state of Wyoming is 133 years old. So happy birthday to the state of Wyoming. We'd like to take our monthly mental health moment 
for the month of July, and we'd like to welcome back Marcy. What do you have for us this month, Marcy? Hey, Mark. Today I want to touch on some topics related to summer as a season. I know we often look forward to it as a time to unwind, go on vacation, and have a break from our daily routine, but there are some pitfalls that can happen during summer months that can affect your mental health. Alrighty, what are some of those that, that might affect us? Besides, I know for me, the days are getting long and I'm getting a little bit tired and not getting much sleep. Yeah, that, you know, that's, that's part of it, but a lot of it could be stress. Um, I know in summer, there's a lot of events, weddings, fairs, travel, juggling a work schedule. So this increase in stress can cause you to lose sleep. It can cause you to kind of maybe not prioritize your workout routine or eating healthy like you were prior. So this is something that we need to be aware of that can happen. All righty. Those are good points. What else do you have? Um, Anxiety often is higher in summer. Um, There can be changes such as a new job, moving, um, your your child may be starting school for the first time, uh, a child could be going to college. All different things can cause anxiety. So making sure to seek out support and, you know, if you need to reach out to a counselor to help through those life changes that can happen in the summer months. Okay. And I I think uh, we always talk about winter as a a time to be blue, but how about depression? Yeah, you know, actually um, a big issue with summer months is, you know, lately the cost of things has went up quite a bit. So people aren't able to afford that summer vacation maybe like they have in years past. And so scrolling on social media, seeing your friends going to Europe while you're stuck at home, barely making your rent payment can cause a lot of feelings of missing out or sadness. So I do think even though the weather's hot, um, that can cause people to isolate, um, maybe stay indoors more because the weather's some places, the weather gets very hot. Um, so making sure that you're realizing that even though it's supposed to be um, a time of a lot of fun and maybe a lot of great trips that not everyone's doing amazing things. A lot of people aren't posting how they're truly feeling. And there's a lot more people that feel like you do. What can we do to combat that? Well, a lot of that could be reaching out to a friend, uh, finding maybe a local meetup that is less cost, volunteering, maybe going to a dog park with your dog early in the morning, just trying to connect to local resources and things that may be offered in your community that are lower cost. But the whole idea is to get out there around people, even if it's just taking a different route, go sitting at a coffee shop and maybe talking to someone you normally wouldn't, just putting yourself out there, trying to look at things that already are available in your community and maybe um, asking friends or family for different ideas. How about uh, sleep or maybe what we're eating? Well, um, a big issue too, Mark, I don't think I touched on is body image. So in summer, we're wearing less clothing. In most places, you're, you may be wearing a swimsuit, and there's a lot of pressure to have that perfect beach body or, you know, those pictures that you want to look good in. I, I want people to realize, though, it's not going to be a two-week sad diet to to look a certain way. And, you know, our, our main focus should be health and a, a habit that you can maintain over a longer period of time. Crash diets don't work. They actually make us more depressed. Um, so really just 
keeping yourself in check that, you know, being healthy and maintaining a habit over a longer period of time um, is better for you overall for your mental health and your physical health than putting pressure on yourself to change in a week or so. What is, I, I know you hear about summer events and it seems like alcohol and uh, is always part of that. Can that have an effect on us? Yeah, Mark, you know, substance abuse can happen. Um, and it's almost kind of glorified in our culture, um, you know, having a beer, a mimosa. And uh, even with cannabis use now, there's different festivals where things are kind of more available. I just want people to realize that, um, you know, summer is the time to enjoy it, but, you know, making uh, a decision to try something or to try something you're not comfortable with and then driving or having something happen maybe that can cause long-term ramifications, it's it's really a time that if you feel that you're getting pressured, um, it's, it's not something that everyone's doing and trying to have moderation. And if that's not possible for you, maybe looking at sober alternatives. A lot of people have become more sober curious now. So avoiding those events that, you know, the festival, the concert, or maybe even the large fair or wedding that if that's the focus, maybe have a set time before you leave or focus on having a great meal and, having a mocktail or an alternative if you if you know that's kind of a slippery slope for you. So it's a good time to, to focus on not only health, but realize that a lot of people, you know, they're not taking it to extremes. There's no pressure. But if you do feel like you easily fall into peer pressure, that's something to seek out a therapist for because coaching or tips or ways to kind of maybe examine your substance use, if you're feeling like it's something that you can't change on your own. You know, because that alcohol use, especially in summer, can lead to some other issues that really meant not mental health, but your just overall health as far as dehydration and that heat, alcohol dehydrates. And I know of a lot of people that have had heat stroke, and that can be a major problem. Yeah, you know, just um, I live here in Arizona, and people pass away hiking during the summer easily. Very healthy young people. So a water consumption, um, eating a lot of protein or, or foods that are better for you, avoiding excess of anything. Moderation really is key and maintaining, uh, doing things in a way that you're not going to regret or that's not going to be hard on your body, but just realizing that, you know, we're only given one body our, our whole life and so treating it with respect and, you know, that can help maintain your health overall long term. You know, I think one thing that's helped me here, we've just suddenly here in Wyoming have gotten really hot, but I find if you get up earlier, it is beautiful in the mornings. It's nice and cool and get a lot of stuff done in the morning. Uh, and that way you're not uh, later in the day when it's so hot, you need to finish up stuff. Then you can kind of relax a little bit, stay out of the heat. So, uh, but summer's here and I guess we'll enjoy it. And I appreciate the advice that you are putting out to us, Marcy. Anything else you'd like to cover before we go? Yeah, I do want to re um, also remind people that if you have a pet, please bring them inside during summer. Um, pets, even though they might seem like they're, all, well, they're okay outside, they can get dehydrated and pass away as well. So making sure your pets are inside, they have adequate, clean, fresh water and, um, you know, keeping them up to date with their vet if, if they kind of aren't looking like they're feeling well, because that's another thing. Our pets really help our mental health. And so we need to make sure that they're also getting that water and care during the summer months. You know, that is a good point, Marcy. Again, 
As always, you always bring a lot of great things for us to think about, and we always look forward to the month of August when we get another mental health moment. Thanks again, Marcy. Today we want to take a look at some of our history of the past here in the state of Wyoming. And today we'll be looking at uh, Indian tribes that were here in the areas. And today's article is the Arapaho, the Great Buffalo Hunters of the Plains. The Arapaho Indians have lived in, on the plains of Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, and Kansas since the 17th century. Before that, they had roots in Minnesota before European expansion forced them westward. They were sedimentary agricultural people living in permanent villages in the eastern woodlands. However, that changed when they moved west and the tribe became a nomadic people following the great buffalo herds. The Arapaho referred to themselves as Ununa Ina, which translate to our people. Their language is Algonquin heritage, as is it is that of their close neighbors, the Cheyenne. When they began to drift west, the Arapaho soon became close allies of the Cheyenne tribe and were later loosely aligned with the Sioux. The Plains Arapaho soon split into two separate tribes, the Northern and Southern Arapaho. The Northern Arapahoes lived along the edges of the mountains at the headwaters of the Platte River, while the Southern Arapahoes moved toward the Arkansas River. The Arapaho lived in teepees made from buffalo skins that could be easily erected and taken down as the tribe moved from place to place. Becoming expert buffalo hunters, the buffalo provided them with virtually everything they needed. They also hunted for elk and deer, fished, and ate various berries and plants. During hard times, they were known to eat their dogs. The tribes lived together in small bands, predominantly together by birth. However, members were free to move between bands at will. Once a year, all the bands would assemble for the Sundance Festival, an eight-day event at the time of the summer solstice. The festival preceded the great summer buffalo hunt. A large open-air Sundance Lodge would be constructed of wooden poles in the middle of the camp, with a Sundance pole standing in the middle. Individual teepees would be erected around the lodge in a large circle. The participants of the dance fasted during the dance and painted their bodies in symbolic colors. Dressed in aprons, whistlets, and anklets, the dancers would stare at the sun while dancing hypnotically before being impelled to the Sundance pole by the way of a tiny stake punctured into their skin. The Sundancers were not known to show any signs of pain during the ritual, and if able to do so, would be rewarded with a vision of the Great Spirit. The annual Sundance was their greatest tribal ceremony, but they were also active proponents of the ghost dance religion when it was made popular in 1880. The Arapahoes are a very spiritual people. As with many Native American people, they believe in close relationship between themselves, the animals of their world, and the land on which they live. The Arapaho also have a deep respect and appreciation for the wisdom of their elders. By 1840, the Arapaho had made peace with the Sioux, Kiowa, and Comanche, but were constantly at war with the Shoshone, Ute, and Pawnee until they were confined upon reservation. While the white men pushed west, the Arapaho gently maintained friendly relationships and became great traders with the white men. But as the pace of the western expansion increased, the Arapaho and other Plains Indians found themselves being pushed farther and farther west. In the meantime, the buffalo, which they depended upon, were being shot by the thousands and were left to rot by the newcomers. 
1851, a treaty was signed between the U.S. government and the Northern Arapaho and Cheyenne, which granted the tribe lands encompassing one-sixth of Wyoming, one-quarter of Colorado, and parts of western Kansas and Nebraska. As the gold rush of 1858 pushed even more white men into the vast west, the treaty with the Northern Arapaho was broken. In 1867, the treating of the Medicine Lodge placed the Northern Arapaho on their present reservation in Wind River, Wyoming, and their hereditary enemies, as is shown. The Southern Arapaho were placed on reservations in Oklahoma with the Southern Cheyenne. Over time, the Cheyenne and Arapaho cultures grew similar. In 1892, Oklahoma Territory was thrown open to white settlement, and the Indians received allotments with the rights of the American citizen. Today, the Northern Arapaho live in the Wind River Reservation of Lander, Wyoming, nestled between the scenic Wind River Range and the Owl Creek Mountain. The 2.2 million acre reserve is shared by 3,500 Eastern Shoshone and 7,000 Northern Arapahoes. We'd like to thank Legends of the West for that uh, story on the Arapahoes. And if you go back through some of our other podcasts, we have talked pretty extensively about some of the Indian tribes and about the Arapahoes and what happened on the reservation, about religion being brought to the reservation. But uh, kind of an interesting story, part of our heritage here in the state of Wyoming. And the buffalo were mentioned also, and we hope to have a more in-depth story on the buffalo and the actual plight of the animals that we still have a few here in the state of Wyoming. Here in Hot Springs County, we have a small little herd here in the state park. Of course, Yellowstone has a large area. And there are some private uh, herds here and there in the state still to this day. And I know the Arapahoes have received additional buffalo over on the reservation here recently. So the buffalo is going to make a comeback. But quite a story about the Arapaho and their lives. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy our podcast. As per the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for Wyoming.